Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Mo DeKeel for your Friday morning update. Before we start, don't forget, if you haven't already subscribed, you can subscribe to this podcast and The Athletic and all the writing and all that good stuff. No ads. Just go to theathletic.com slash NBA show. Go and do it. I think it's only four bucks a month right now, which is, you know, pretty good deal. Pretty good deal. More than I spent on my coffee this morning. I spent zero. Well, I guess at some point I spent money on my coffee, but I just make it at home, so it's pretty cheap. Uh, you know what? We're going to start with this Celtics-Knicks game, and I, I thought we might finish with it, Mo, because it was so crazy, but I, I just can't put it off. The Celtics embarrassed themselves again by blowing another huge lead, and Evan Fournier is just a Celtics killer. The Celtics lose to the Knicks 108 105 in New York thanks to an RJ Barrett banked in three at the buzzer. Now, listen, RJ Barrett hadn't hit a shot really all night. I mean, he was struggling. He hit that one. It was a banker. It was a fantastic shot. Great story. But, Mo, what happened? How did we get there? Let's first talk about the Celtics first half where they were just completely destroying the Knicks. The ball was moving. It was flying around the court. They were everywhere defensively. Jalen Brown has an unbelievable start to the game. Like they're, By the way, while all of this is going on, Fournier's hitting shots, right? It's, 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 he's the only one keeping the Knicks in it. Like He's knocking down shots the whole first half and things like that. But throughout all of this, they're just rolling as a team. Shot 55.8% in the half, 47.8% from three on 24 field goals, got 14 assists. Like the ball was humming. It was flying around the court. Like you can just feel like things were like, wow, okay, they're really with it tonight. And then, man, that second half came and I don't know what the hell happened with that team that was playing in the first half. Like it it was like the Monstars sucked out the skills out of the Celtics during the halftime. Well, Evan Fournier happened in this game. He was 10 of 14 from three. He had 41 points, a career high, and he has just absolutely dominated the Celtics this year uh, in every meeting. He is he's put up ridiculous numbers, and he's been awful outside of those games. It's like not even worth talking about most of the time, but he was fantastic in this game, played 42 minutes, clearly an indicator the Knicks need to move to an Evan Fournier-based offense, I, I would say. I mean, he just <laughs> he's a guy who can take shots off the dribble. He was fantastic in this game, and he really did kind of drag him back in it. I, I thought Julius Randle turned it on in the third, uh, pushing into the fourth quarter, got more aggressive. You really use his physicality and his and his physical advantage against Rob Williams to get some buckets for them. Yeah, and that was the other thing. Like Rob Williams had a pretty solid start to the game himself, you know, and, and it looked like he was heading for like a 10 block type of night, 
you know, the way he was playing defensively. And it's, you know what it was, is the Knicks just hunkered down and said, yo, we can get back in this game. And this is a bad look for the Celtics in the sense of teams know, hey, if they build up a lead against us, they're going to let us back in. We're going to find an opportunity to get back into this game. And by doing so, we just got to hang in just enough. Don't make it get so crazy. It still was crazy, Dave. They were down 25 points. The Celtics late game stuff has just been awful all season. And Mo, we, we talked so much on Nerder She Wrote about end of game stuff. And, and obviously there's a huge focus for us, uh, you know, because we break down so much coaching stuff. And Ime Udoka had an interesting comment after the game. And I'm just not quite sure how to take it. He, he said, I don't think it's a lack of mental toughness to fight through those adverse times said they need a calming presence to slow us down and get us what we want down the stretch. Now, is this a call for like a point guard or is this a call for a coach? Because to me, this sounds partly like a coach's job. Yeah, I mean, look, part of it is a coaching job. Part of it is, you know, I understand what he means in the sense of we need a calming presence to make sure we get into our sets, get get into a good look. Like, here's an example, Dave, with about six, 630 left on the clock, there's a possession for the Celtics where literally Jason Tatum holds the ball the entire possession. Doesn't go anywhere. Obviously, we know he's not trying to burn clock. There's six minutes left in the game. It's 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 one of those things, and it's still a relatively close game. And he's just sitting there waiting for an opportunity, dribbling the air out of the ball. And then at five seconds on the clock, swings it over to Marcus Smart to shoot a three. You know, and, and Smart misses the three. And then what happens? Evan Fournier gets a transition three on the other end. It's that kind of stuff I think he's talking about where we need a guy that's going to get the ball out of Tatum's hands and run offense and run a set, get us in something that's going to get movement and and going on like that. That was the easiest defensive possession for the Knicks the entire night. They didn't have to move literally at all the entire possession until Tatum drove into the middle with a few seconds left on the shot clock. And they just had to close out on Marcus Smart, which even questionable. I don't know how often you have to close, how hard you have to close out on smart with the way he shoots the three ball sometimes. So I just think I understand where Yudoka is coming from, but here's the other problem. Here's my problem with Ime. How many more times are you going to keep blasting this team? This isn't the first time he's done this, right? It isn't, you know, he's, he's done a lot of the questioning of the focus, questioning the toughness, all of these things. It feels like we get one of these quotes from him once a week. You know, he's almost going to the well too often. And I like him. I think he has a chance to be a really good coach. I know Celtics fans are irate and, and are really pissed off, and I understand it. But we should also just say the team is not very good, right? After the two Js, the two Js, really, you know, Robert Williams is a nice star. You know, Marcus Smart, I think Celtics fans value him a lot more than, than, than I think everybody else does. I don't think he's as great as everybody thinks he is. But after that, what are you looking at on the roster? Like, the team's just not that good. They weren't that good last year. Seen it again this year. Yeah, they're currently 11th in the East and that's not great. And, and to your point about Ime, man, this is his first year as the coach and he's been hammering them all year in the media. So I, I, I think that that's a pretty good point and probably something we should watch from, from here on out. I know a lot of people are going in cause I've seen it in my mentions are going at Ime. It's his first year. This is going to take a while. It's also, I think a very different style than the way Brad Stevens handles things. And by the way, y'all were complaining about Brad Stevens last year. And now you guys are running around going like, can we get Brad back? Maybe it's not the coach. Other things there, you know, like I did a whole deep thread on the Celtics offense over the weekend 
And the, the, the common theme I kept seeing was just one, not making the extra pass. And there was a possession with a minute left. The ball, they actually get good ball movement. Marcus Smart gets a decent look at a three. So he gets a good look. But if he swings it over to uh, Jalen Brown, who is wide open on the opposite above the break three, that's a great look. And there was plenty of time on the shot clock because Smart caught it with six seconds on the on the shot clock. They could have gotten a great look. It's those types of things. And the other thing, they take way too long to get into their offense. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Phoenix, the Suns roll over the Clippers 106 to 89. Chris Paul, professional basketball player, Mo, 14 points, 10 assists, career high 13 rebounds. How old is Chris Paul, Mo? A thousand? Yeah. Uh, career high. I mean, he's played so many games and 13 rebounds is his career high. He got that in this game. And the Clippers made a nice run. For the most part, though, Phoenix controlled this game start to finish. The Clippers are down bad. They don't have a lot of guys. Um, there's not a lot to say about about what they did in this game, uh, to be honest with you. Marcus Morris had 26 points. Not any big takeaways for the Clippers. I think for the Suns, though, it's that Chris Paul is still still clicking. Devin Booker looks great. And when they're fully healthy, this is one of the best two teams in the West. Yeah, I think the... The big thing here, too, is it's just they're so good at the crunch time situations. The Clippers make a run in the, you know, midway through the fourth quarter, and Chris Paul just goes completely berserk, just says, I'm going to take over, creates opportunities for Cam Johnson, who has 24 points. I'm assuming I feel like all 24 from CP creating for him. Obviously, that's not the case, but it's close. And I think there's just all of those types of things that you're getting there. And it's just Chris Paul just doing Chris Paul stuff. Big big number in this game, 21 offensive rebounds for the Suns to only eight for the Clippers, resulted in 21 extra shots for the Suns. I mean, it's just easy to win basketball games when you're doing this, Mo. We talked about it on Nerder. Yeah, and, and the big thing is no DeAndre Ayton, right? Like, they, they did that and pounded them on the offensive glass, you know, with Jalen Smith starting, with Bismack Biombo coming back, you know, you, you know, off the bench. I think it's just... Solid stuff. And it's hard for the Clippers. You said it earlier. You know, they're down bad, right? No Zubach. No Isaiah Hartenstein. They got to start Serge Ibaka, who, you know, it's been a while. He's been, I mean, he's working his way back into things. It's been a while for him to be in this situation. And, you know, the Clippers just don't have the firepower without Kawhi Leonard, obviously, without Paul George. You know, it's it's always going to be a challenge for them. The Warriors went to New Orleans and... uh you know, basically they they just didn't play. You know, three of their best players and lost one hundred one to ninety six. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. was back out there. He had five points. Uh, 
Brandon Ingram, 32 points in this game. And, Mo, we, we've talked about how he's quietly having a nice season. This is actually the first game since he had that Achilles issue that he's looked like he did early on. Yeah, you got some explosion from him. You got some of that first step. You got just this was an all around confidence building game. If you're Brandon Ingram going like, OK, you're sitting in the locker room after going like, this is coming back. I I feel good. I feel it coming like you got to feel super solid with it and everything that you have. I think this is going to be a, a, a good way to for him to start to see him climb because you've been saying it Dave you know before that time that hey he's having a sneaky good season and, and you know so now it's time to kind of hopefully he can get back right into that John Morant had 22 points nine rebounds six assists as Memphis uh really just beat the crap out of the Pistons 118 to 88 I mean look Memphis is good Detroit is not very good John Morant is great and Mo this this Memphis team, they're just going to beat bad teams from here on out. They're a good team. That's what good teams do. Yeah, I mean, that's as simple as that. You know, like, Ja's been great. You know, and everything we saw with how he kind of plays and everything he does on the offensive end, yes, he could be much better on the defensive end. I'm always going to mention it because it drives me nuts. But they've, you know, they're just a solid, solid team and have talent all around them. You know, Desmond Bain can get going. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a guy that I'd like to see even get more opportunities to get going. They're just a solid squad. That's going to do it for the show, folks. Don't forget, go to theathletic.com slash NBA show. Sign up now. For Mo, I'm Dave. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Mo, what do we do? Bang, dang.